Welcome to the Sports Epreneur Podcast, the podcast where sports and entrepreneurship collide, a Kessor's family production. In this episode, we discuss the seven reasons why I'm a big-time buyer in the future of soccer in the United States. Internationally, soccer is the biggest sport. It's just that in the U.S., it's not. While it has grown over the years, it's not there yet. But as I look ahead, I see an incredible future for soccer in the United States. After thinking, reading, studying, and asking, I have seven reasons why I believe soccer has an enormous future in the United States. So let's get right into it. So it's obvious we watch a lot of sports at Sports Epreneur. It's a big reason why it exists today. And I, I might be a, in the minority right now on this next statement, but I truly believe this, and, I, and I'm going to stand by it for, for a while now. Um, I've been watching a ton of soccer. Maybe a big reason why, might be why is uh, my son plays soccer, so I'm at his games, and you know, you just take a liking to the sport. I actually played the sport quite a bit growing up, um, kind of got away from it, and you know, really didn't go back to it for a while. But uh, it is a great sport. Um, I think there's a lot of things to like about it. But the point that I want to get to is, you know, thinking about it in the major level of, of the potential of, of sports today. Um, when you have football at such a high, basketball is, is well up there as well. Um, I think soccer is the one sport that is obviously internationally is the biggest sport, if not the biggest sport. It's one of the biggest sports. Basketball obviously does very well internationally, and it's only going to grow. Basketball, by the way, is the other sport that I would buy if I was buying stock today. It would be soccer and basketball. But anyway, I'm going to give you seven reasons why I think soccer has incredible potential. Uh, Number one is time. Um, If you watch a soccer game, you turn on uh, NBC Sports on Saturday or Sunday morning, the games take two hours, two hours like to the dot. So you have 45 minute halves with a short intermission at halftime. There's basically no commercials. It is over and done. Uh, One of the biggest complaints you'll see in football is the games take three and a half hours in the NFL and four hours plus, sometimes even close to five hours Uh, in college football. The amount of stoppages, um, the amount of just like commercials, the amount of just non-action uh, things happening on the field is a big reason why those sports are losing fans. I mean, just look at college football attendance rates. Yeah, for the marquee games and for the big uh, rivalry games and all that, you're going to have uh, huge crowds and, and big numbers uh, as far as TV ratings are concerned. But when you get down just a couple levels, it, you know, uh, even in the high Division One or FBS football, you're actually not having full crowds there. So the declining TV ratings, declining attendance, it's, it's been obvious it's been going on. Um, baseball clearly is having that issue. I mean, baseball games are taking four and a half, five hours, tons of stoppages, stomp, tons of just non-action things happening in the game. Soccer being two hours and with such a focus on time being so important, you don't get time back. You get to go to the game or watch the game, tune into the game, however you want to tune into it, and it's over and done with in two hours. I think it's a huge opportunity um, for soccer to take advantage and find those fans that are saying, you know what, I still like sports. I still want to watch sports. I don't want to invest four hours. I want to invest in two hours. Uh, I can do that. There's tons of action, a lot of different things going on, a lot of drama, a lot of end of game drama. Uh, So I think that's a number one reason why soccer has incredible potential is the two hour games that they currently have. As we obviously know, branding is a huge part of any business. Uh, and branding's not all about followers, but when you get to mass appeal of somebody and you get into the sports and you get into entertainment world, following does have a lot to do with it. If, you, if you're talking in the millions, right? So just to give you a quick example of why I think uh, branding is so strong in soccer, it, let's just take a look at three marquee players, LeBron James, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Tom Brady. 
Uh, three big names. I think everyone can recognize those. Uh, we'll start with Tom Brady. Um, Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl guy seems to be in the Super Bowl every single every single year. Is featured in articles. Has been around for a long time. Um, has a supermodel wife. I mean, just always in the news. He has 5.3 million followers. That's uh that's a lot of followers. And um, so we're gonna go to the next one, who's probably the most polarizing, not polarizing player, but uh, has some. Has, there's some polarizing factors. I guess it was more polarizing when he left um, Cleveland to go to Miami some years ago. Not as much anymore. Now plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. Obviously, I mean, maybe not a day goes by where he's not in the news. LeBron James has 46.7 million followers. It's significant. About 41 or so million more than Tom Brady. I mean, so LeBron James is doing incredible branding. Um, he's going to just continue to be huge even after uh, he retires from the game of basketball. I mean, he is building his brand and his business, you know, for many years. And then the last one is Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, again, LeBron James has over 47 million followers. Uh, here, here you go. Cristiano Ronaldo, 153 million followers. So the most famous sport athlete in the United States, LeBron James, has le- has 100 million plus less than Ronaldo. So again, those are just some marquee players that we're talking about. But you could go down the list. You can go to teams. You can go to other players. And the branding that soccer has done at an international level is just off the charts. Um, it is a huge reason why I see tons of potential. They are going to be in the feed. Kids today are going to see Ronaldo. They know who Ronaldo is. Go ask kids around. They know they 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 and they they just they hear of him right because he's in the Instagram stories and all that. So. Branding is a big deal. It's obviously for the masses. It's enormous when you're talking about the number of followers. And Ronaldo with 153 million followers is quite impressive, I would obviously say, and a big reason why. Uh, Branding is the number two reason why uh, I see soccer as being huge uh, in the future. The number three reason I see soccer has an incredible future is the amount of leagues and tournaments that exist. So some could say that it's a little bit oversaturation, and and, and I would agree with that. Um, I think all leagues, to a certain degree, have oversaturation. I mean, just look at the NFL. Every single week, there's games on Sunday, Monday, Thursday, uh, and when the football season, when uh, college football season ends, uh, NFL takes over on Saturday. Then you get in the playoffs at Saturday and Sunday, both days. There's constant TV shows and radio shows about the NFL. Soccer has this as well. There's a lot of games, so a lot of leagues can be considered oversaturation. But at the same time, you need consistency you need a lot of content in order to reach through if they didn't have enough games then you wouldn't have an even a chance so you'd rather reach the point of oversaturation than having no saturation right so i believe with all the different leagues that you have in europe uh the, in the premier league and la liga and Serie A and bundesliga and even the mls growing and just you know you just continue to go down that path um, you have some significant tournaments, obviously the World Cup, which uh, which occurred last summer. Uh, you have the Women's World Cup coming up. You have other tournaments like the Champions League and the FA Cup. And there's just constant opportunities for success. So just because your team is out of it in one season, you have opportunities to win other tournaments. And there's history behind those tournaments and, and leagues and divisions and whatever else they're playing in. So there's significant opportunity. It's not just playing in some average tournament that nobody cares about go turn on one of these games you see the passion behind it uh i think this gives fans an opportunity to stay engaged and i think engagement is in, is a critical component of of growth 
Um, and obviously we see it in Europe, but as fans in the United States become more aware through the different branding and through their, you know, they like the fact that their games are two hours long. I think the fact that there are a lot of leagues and tournaments, a lot of opportunity, yes, a little bit oversaturation, but gives a huge opportunity for new fans and uh, the fans that have found it to continue to enjoy the sport for, you know, what what seems like almost the entire year, every single year. And that's, a, that's the number three reason why lots of leagues, lots of tournaments, why soccer is going to continue to grow and develop and has an incredible future. The number four reason why soccer has an incredible future, and I'm buying a lot of stock in it, is television rights. Um, obviously, in order to create that saturation, to create awareness around your sport, you need a lot of things, and television rights is one of those things. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, Saturday and Sunday morning in the U.S., you have Premier League Soccer, where you get to see a lot of the games, uh, you have the pregame show, postgame show, uh, and other opportunities, and also with the streaming opportunities you have with NBC, it also exists there. Uh, and then you have other opportunities right now with Fox Sports and the ESPN Plus app. Um, so this is opportunities that any moment you can turn on and there's probably a game going on um, much of the week and you can even rewatch games if you need to. Um, but between NBC Sports on television, Fox Sports on television, and then the streaming apps with both of those, NBC, Fox, and also the ESPN Plus app. And obviously, I'm sure there's going to be more opportunities, more television rights that are going to, that are going to, it's going to be an opportunity for soccer to enter the house, to enter onto your phone, tablet, and computer to watch these games, which which is critical for multiple reasons. One is so then you can watch the game, find some enjoyment with it, attach yourself maybe to a team or some players. I think that's critical. And then the last part of it, obviously, is the money component. So these television rights are secured tons of money, um, uh, millions of dollars of, of revenue that go to these leagues, which is obviously critically important for the sustainment of these leagues. And that's a major reason why uh, you're going to have soccer continue to grow internationally and also in Europe. Uh, I'm sorry, also in um, the United States because of NBC, Fox, ESPN, and all these other networks that want to attach themselves to it because clearly they see it. If you have athletes out there that have 153 million fans on Instagram, they need to get that athlete on their television, on their networks, and in your house and on your phone um, for the obvious reasons of the money and the awareness that that brings. And that's, an, that's no, reason number four, television rights, that is, as to why soccer has an incredible future. The number five reason why soccer has a huge potential is recognizable players. This is a little bit to do with branding, but recognizable in the sense that you actually know what they look like. Um, NBA has this. Basketball obviously has this. They wear tank tops and shorts. Soccer wears you know, short sleeves or long sleeves and shorts. You see their face constantly. You do not see that in football. You do not see that in hockey. You do not see that in some of these other sports. Yeah, sure, baseball has a little bit, but they've done an incredibly poor job in branding their sport. That's a conversation for another day. But comparing these other sports, I think that's a big deal and something to understand um, as to that recognizable uh, aspect that soccer brings with their players. Um, Ronaldo, uh, Messi, and, and you know Harry Kane, and, and just the, the list goes on. Um, Tim Howard, who's the famous U.S. goalie, uh, you could easily recognize his bald head and the beard, and you know you just you knew who he was. You know, whereas um, with these other sports, you didn't have that, and it's a big reason why the NBA's played so well because these these kids in other countries recognize them, and it's in international uh, games, uh, it's become so big to recognize who these guys are and want to see them. And so, so it goes back to branding, but I think it's, it's also the simplistic aspect of looking at it of, 
I know what they look like. I see them on television. I see them on my phone. It's obvious. I I can relate, not relate necessarily to being that type of player, but relate to you know what they look like. And there's something in that. Uh, the face is worth a thousand words, as they say. A picture is worth a thousand words. You know, if you go on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, they want to see pictures of the people. It's no different in sports. You want to recognize who your favorite players are, and that's uh, reason number five as to why soccer is is on a track to be an incredible sport. And it already is, but to take it to that next level, which is having recognizable players. The number six reason why soccer is a bright future is a potential in U.S. markets. Yes, there are a lot of kids playing the sport, probably more so than in any other time in history. I'd have to look up that fact, but you just see it on the fields and the amount of tournaments that they have and the amount of kids that are playing the sport. But, uh, you know, where you look at the NFL is trying to go international soccer in many ways is trying to go international away from the international side coming to the United States. If you're looking at it from from a standpoint of if you're in Europe and you're coming over to the United States, like what an opportunity do you get to you have cities like New York, you have cities like Los Angeles, cities like Toronto, cities like Houston, Chicago, enormous cities that if soccer could somehow take it to that next level here in the United States, just think about what an increase in uh, awareness and uh, television rights and just overall, you know, the amount of people that would be playing the sport and following the sport. So you have something that has upside. It's not often you find a sport like a, that is so big and has been so big for so many years in so many different places. And it's been a way of life for a lot of people. It just hasn't been a way of life here in the United States. And that's the number one reason kids did not grow up with the sport. It's no different than, you know, uh, being from the Northeast or the Midwest and playing hockey or following the sport of hockey and then coming down to the Southeast and realizing that they don't follow it here. Well, the reason they don't follow hockey here is because in the Southeast, that is in Charlotte, North Carolina, the reason is they didn't grow up with it. They have a hard time following how the sports played, what the rules are. So that's, that's what happens a lot of times in soccer. And so they have a bias against or for it, depending on where you're from. And that's what's going on with soccer. But imagine if that sport can penetrate these different markets and it won't be easy and it'll take a long time. It's already taken a long time. But if it can penetrate these these markets, it, the upside of potential for all the different rights and um, just awareness around the sport is incredible. It's not often, like I said before, that you have potential in the United States for seemingly like an untapped market, uh, which is one of the biggest reasons why I believe soccer has an incredible future ahead of it. The number seven reason and last reason for this podcast that I believe soccer has an incredible future actually has nothing to do with soccer itself. It has to do with football and the fact that football has some chinks in its armor. Now, football's at a peak, so it's like, you know, buy low, sell high. I think right now football's at a high. That doesn't mean football can't go higher, and I think there's certainly potential for it to go higher, but there are some issues that we talked about before, television ratings, lowering attendance, people kind of getting bored with the sport, the sport taking too long. Uh, Just this year, you had a serious issue with the NFC Championship game where the New Orleans Saints seemingly were about to win the game and then a foul a penalty wasn't called and you know a lot of things happened after that point i get it um but that one play that caused the refs it's just an issue um that's a black eye for the league for a little bit and i think they'll get over it. i think they'll be fine and i think that'll be in the past at some point but the same thing the same time violence and head injuries um that is a big deal in that sport um there's things that could that could uh, chip away at that sport. And I think soccer is one of those, but I think the violence overall could, um, they could self deteriorate themselves. They could disrupt themselves. And I think soccer would be a sport that would be able to take some of that market share and apply to themselves. So again, not a whole lot to do with soccer per se, but the fact that the number one sport in the United States being football is at a peak, I think that could decrease. And I think it could be a reason why soccer could gain some ground. <laughs> 
So those are the seven reasons why I think soccer is a bright future. Short games, two-hour games, incredible branding, lots of leagues and tournaments, television rights, recognizable players, potential in U.S. markets, and an issue with the number one sport in the United States right now, which is football um, being at its peak. And I believe uh, soccer is here. It's not going anywhere. I think it's going to grow. I don't think it's going to happen overnight. I'm not telling you that the MLS is going to be the league that takes it over. It might have nothing to do with the MLS. It might be something else. Um, but overall, I think a combination of all these different things, soccer has an incredible future. I realize that in the United States, I'm probably a little bit of my, on the minority on this one. But I think we're going to watch this thing play out. And soccer is going to continue to develop, continue to grow. And it's going to become a major sport in the United States at some level, even if it is with an international appeal to it. Um, soccer is here to stay and it is going to grow and love any thoughts that you might have on the sport. You might completely disagree with me and that's fine. Always love a good sports debate. Uh, but for now, those are my seven reasons and I'm sticking to them. I'm sure there are those of you that agree with some of my seven reasons why I'm high on the future of soccer in the U.S. And then there are those of you who wouldn't even dare watch a soccer game. I'm fascinated by all of it. Do let us know your opinion and we can feature those thoughts and debates on a future episode. If you want to connect more, hit us up on Instagram at Sports Epreneur. Thank you for listening to the Sports Epreneur podcast, the podcast where sports and entrepreneurship collide. Now go get it.